Hey. Hey, what's going on? Oh, you know, same old, same old. I can always tell when I see the look in your eye exactly where you're at. Uh, this We're is the Sleepy Sister Podcast. I'm Elizabeth and Sarah, and we're going to talk today about why are we all so sleepy. <laughs> also, this is a podcast that is going to be unedited, so you will sometimes hear us talk over each other or have to start over and rephrase what we're saying. Yeah, because so. we're really tired of curated life we're just gonna come as we are yeah we're not curating this yes yes all right so what do you think is making us collectively so sleepy this year in 2023 um I think for me my assessment of the situation is I have my own personal situation and then I see the collective and I see people collectively are kind of where I'm at. You know, this has been like kind of awareness we've been talking about, right. For the last like several months, like what's happening right now. And I, when I, when I look back to like the pandemic, like 2020 and 2021, I, I, in my mind, there's a lot of things that I think overlap with the collective and myself. And I think kind of the catalyst when I look back is that, you know, we went into this pandemic and I think I'll, can I say it from my perspective? And I'm just going to say it applies to the collective. Okay, okay sure. Yeah. We don't actually know why. Yeah, we, so, we so, you know, going into the pandemic, you know, you and I both neurodivergent, both history of trauma. Most people have some history of that around this, this thing comes in and we can rally, right? We, we know how to rally. We come in and we're like, okay, we're going to do the mass. We're going to like lock down. We're going to do all this stuff. And it all felt actually safe because at the beginning, because everyone seemed to kind of be coming along. And as soon as everyone got inconvenienced, that kind of fell away and the discourse and the division came very quickly. And I think for me as kind of a surly optimist, <laughs> it really shifted kind of how I felt about collectively, do we have each other's backs? And I think it kind of sent me into like an existential crisis. I think from that point, and a lot of other things that happened to me personally and professionally that kind of got folded into that. But I don't think that there has been a pause of like, are we really here for each other? And there's a lot of like going on as business as usual. And then the economy starting to shift. And then we had the stuff left over from Trump. And I just think that there is, I think people are tired. People don't feel seen in, in ways that they need to be seen. And I, I think on an individual basis, and there's a lot of healing professionals out there trying to make people feel that way. But I think when we talk about the government and we talk about systems and corporations, that's not getting better. And that's kind of where we need to see the change. I think there's a helplessness, a feeling of that and despair. And I think people are trying to probably stay optimistic. And it's just a lot on our systems. What do you think of that? Oh my gosh, it's so good. I think we just end here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was so interesting when you started talking back 
to the beginning of the pandemic because um, my sleepiness started before that. But I, I think you're right that there was this line in the sand in that time period where not only was I and others being more physically exhausted by what was required of us to try to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe. There was also this um, hyper connection to the world and to everyone, right? Like we had all this technology to be really connected. And for a time that actually felt really good. Like I was connecting with you and Rebecca and with some of my dear friends, like way more frequently on almost a daily basis um, with meaningful exchanges about all kinds of stuff. And, and that felt so good and felt like a real turning point in a lot of my adult relationships in a good way. And at the same time, the cacophony of noise online and all the horrific traumas that were happening to, you know, to black bodies and people in, in, um, relationship to law enforcement and world wars going on, not like, you know, big uh-huh. WW, um, <laughs> that I think, you know, it was these layers of, you know, hate crimes and terrorist activity and all of it being online with not to mention just the everyday headlines of like crazy, awful things that are happening in the world, people getting sick and accidents happening. And so I just feel like the, our capacity for coping with stress didn't change, but the amount of stress that we had, like coming into our systems, like exponentially changed. And so, you know, I especially think of like people who had school-aged children who were homeschooling, quote unquote, because they weren't actually traditional homeschooling. They were, you know, virtual schooling, almost said learning, but I don't think really many kids learned during that time. Um, you know, these other layers of like people trying to actually like keep the lights on and pay their bills. And now they've got these like really complicated dynamics at home and they're feeling scared and unsure of, you know, what's going on in the world. And I just don't think we did any healing work to resolve that trauma. And I I don't think any individuals have even really had much of a time. Maybe some people have brought this up in their own personal therapy. I hope so. I haven't yet. I still got old stuff I'm working through, but I feel like, you know, even as I'm recounting it right now, I'm noticing like a little bit of not even full on activation, but I'm noticing a shift internally in my body of just like a heightened energetic heightened awareness of like, oh, that vigilant feeling. Yes. Uh, haven't really like come down off of that. I crashed down off of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think, yeah, it, it's been a very mentally and emotionally and physically taxing few years. And it doesn't feel like it's letting up and it feels like it's getting more divisive. And yeah, I think that's also leading to this kind of like, preemptive fatigue where like I am fatigued and I'm also if I even look ahead a little bit with the state of the world and the access to all kinds of noise online I feel this internal dread of Mm -hmm. just like oh I'm tired future me's tired 
I don't see stretches ahead of me that are like sunny or, or restful necessarily. Yeah. I think the only reason why I was able to access any of that and deal with any of that in therapy was because I was a teacher. And so I had that extra layer that forced me and those panic attacks that forced me to have to kind of reckon with some of that, but I still feel the same way. And when you, we don't, you, when you talk about somatically and nervous system wise, the, the window of tolerance, it makes perfect sense. You know, when, if you don't have, if you are taxed and people are saying, but you must keep going and nothing changes and no pause has been made, no work, no check-in, no like anything to process any of that. It makes sense why the conversations are more divisive. People are already in a, threat response they're already like duking it out or retreating dissociating like not being around you know and and, and just like I, i'm done i i'm checking out and it i mean and also too i just think about you know um the urgency that in which you hear a lot of messages on social media like tiktok and some of the stuff that we've talked about lately about everyone's just so in this like awareness like you must know and there's like this there's yeah. energy behind it, but there's not a lot of now what, and not a lot of like, here's how we support. It. There is some, but it does not match the degree and the, the energy of the like consume, 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 instead of like, what can I do right now to like inch towards a little bit of healing a little bit. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Cause I think like the healing and slowing down stuff that's online and some of it is stuff that I've created and you've created. Um, I sometimes when I see that kind of content, this is going to be silly because I produce some of that content, but sometimes it annoys me and I see it and I am just like, whatever, like, come on. It's hard. I'm tired. Like that sounds dumb or weird or whatever. Like, but I have these like internal ugh. It's Mm -hmm. like a, oh, now it's on me. I have to do something else. I've already done all this yes. thinking and worrying. And now I have to do something else to like feel better. And I think that's the like, I think one part of that is just like living in oppressive systems where we are pushed beyond our limits. And then we are, you know, blamed for the ways that we're struggling or suffering. And we're, you know, kind of we're expected to fix it ourselves, you know, and that that cycle of abuse really is something that all of us are to different extents having to cope with. And I, I think about this idea in somatic experiencing of, of titrating and like accessing relief and accessing the stress in ways that are like appropriate for where you're at and are titrated, meaning that they are, they're measured and they're, they're small or they're the right size, right? They're right sized. That's a better way of saying it for where you're at right now. And for me, sometimes that's, I have the ability and the capacity to go deeper into something really painful and like really feel it and share and, and process that with my therapist or like with you and Rebecca or with Corey. And other times 
I don't have access to that. And I feel like I can't really talk about this. And it's just kind of like lingering. And on the flip side too, sometimes I feel like I have access to like really deep joy and the ability to sit and enjoy right now, the season's cooling off. So it feels really nice to just sit outside and enjoy the breeze while the kids kind of run around me essentially. Um, And it sometimes feels easier to access bigger relief. Um, But I think my nervous system is so used to this high activation level that slowing it down feels very uncomfortable, even, even slowing it down a little bit. And that's where I'm trying to build capacity. Like, do I have the capacity to slow down the stress responses and slow down into the joyful moments in just tiny ways that will feel a little bit less irritating to my system. And what I got to say is it's not going to happen on social media. That's right. Because on social media, it's not a place for nuance. Right. And so let's say you are someone who is activated like all the time right now and you're in that hypervigilant mode and they come across like one of your really like, I love sweet, beautiful reels where you're just talking about titration. You're just like, just this moment. And I, for me, I have capacity for that because I understand the context and the context is this will work. But if someone tells you that in a hypervigilant state, it is, what is the point? Because that does not feel like it's going to get me where I want to go because that bigger picture, but for people who are in your space and know this and are like, you know, understand the broader view. Cause you've talked about things, you know, multiple times around, like, we're just going to like inch our way into this. This is, this is for you. This is going to, you know, help. But for people, you know, who don't have that context, the people that are actually bringing relief, which is the inching towards, which is some of the stuff that you've been putting out there, which I love, um, they don't know that there's a cumulative effect. They just feel big. They feel despair or overwhelm. And they're like, how is taking in this moment going to help? Even if I did this three times, that doesn't sound because they don't, they don't know. And I think one, you should keep doing that kind of content because I think it's so valuable, but two, it's like social media is not going to be the end all be all to find out what next or now what, right? Yes. So what do we do? I think about what do we do? I think about this all the time about offering support, offering something to the collective that they don't have to pay for necessarily, or it's like minimal amount because we want to give people access that shows them healing in the context of nuance and their own unique way of being and all these other things that like feels like, okay, I can find something for myself right now to slow down just a little bit. It's so hard. It's so hard. And I think, and I'm, I'm reflecting as you're talking and I'm thinking, you know, where I started with that comment was like, I am one of those people that is annoyed by the slowdown content. And I know that there is a cumulative effect (laughs) and I have experienced a lot of healing in my nervous system that I can attribute a whole lot of things to maybe that's another conversation we can have sometime. Um, but I, I think, you know, like, how do we know we have healing in our nervous system? Like what are some of the signs and some of the stories of that would be fun. But I think, you know, this idea of 
being exhausted mm-hmm. and how do we inch our way out of exhaustion? I think my whole life I've had this thought of like, oh, you just, you know, hunker down on the weekend and you don't really do much and you sleep a lot or whatever. Um, this was before I had kids. And um, and then I read a study once, like a long time ago. It wasn't a study, it was an article, but, you know, naming a study about like how you can't actually catch up on sleep. I don't know the science and I don't know if it's true or not, but I thought it was really compelling because I was like, dang, okay, that makes so much sense. If that's true, that like you can't actually catch up on sleep, you can just like get on track, but like you're never going to get back those hours you missed. You, those tiredness days are <laughs> yesterday, you know, they're gone. And, um, and I think that piece of when will I catch up, like that mentality of like, when will I catch up? When will I get back on track? And instead, you know, coming to a place of, but where am I right now? And I think this is something that certainly midlife has forced upon me is, well, what's true right now? What's the reality versus where have I been before and where do I want to be? And instead being really honest about like, where am I right now? What's happening around me? What's possible? What do I have the capacity for? And the time and energy and all of those things for. And that's a very different reality than where I used to be. And it's a different reality than this like fantasy I have of like, oh, when when I feel better or when I feel more rested. Or when you can get more sleep. And another one in that question, I think is in those that series of questions you're saying is if I can't get more sleep, what else can I do to find rest? What What other things can I where can I meet myself with what actually what's available? Oh, you know, like, you know, so many people, you know, have, you know, one or two ideas about what it means to rest or to like lean into, you know, all of that. And sometimes if you're, you got a newborn or you, you actually can't get more sleep right now or, or whatever it may be, maybe you have a chronic illness and, or you're just a human in the world. You're right just now. a human. Right. And you're got insomnia like the rest of us. Um, what else can I do to actually like tend to my body in a well, way? Yeah, I mean, the question of like, how do I, how do I live in my current reality? Yes. This is why I wrote what I wrote last week, because I, the, the resistance I, I is, is making me so tired that I know just had no longer had access to, to anything that would fill my cup or would even sustain me a little bit. It was like, at some point I got to say uncle and I got to just deal with what is, and it's not about giving up. It's not about going like to asleep at the wheel or, or not, or turning away. It is about where am I at right now? What, what are my limitations? What do I have capacity for? Because when my number gets called and someone says, hey, I want you to be a part of something, I want to be able to do those things that I care about. But it's like in the, in the interim, it's like the resisting to me has taken up more space and more energy and has made me more tired than I think sometimes, and this is just for myself, than actually what the state of my life is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a big 
part of how media and social media and like keeping us outside of our internal experience kind of harms us because we get so detached that we're kind of looking from the outside and being like, oh, when will this get better? And how can I change it? And what will, rather than actually coming back into ourselves, being fully embodied and saying, well, how is it going in here? How does it feel in here? What, what's missing? What's lacking? What's possible? There's a very different inquiry than what in the heck can I change about what's going on around me or what may or may not be coming down the road. And what I want to say is that doing that work of being with your current reality is <laughs> like, it's such a beautiful process. And it is a part of what it means to be human and to be embodied is I am checking in with what's really going on with me. And I'm trying to meet a need, even if it's tiny. And that that's what matters most today. Not that I'm doing this so that I can take the call, which obviously yeah, right. I want to be able to do that. Right. But that like, right. I'm doing it because it matters for me to be fully human right now in this moment. And for me to do that, it means I have to be connected to what is happening, not just, um, as a means to an end. And I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Cause well, I mean, I said it, but it's like, Cause I do think that that's kind of our go-to, right? So I can do this other thing. So I yeah. can produce, so I can be of service to others. And you're right. Thank you for taking it back there because it is truly about not a means to an end. Like this is the means to the, this, this is, is the means and this is the end. Like this right. is what we have, right. right? Is this very moment. And, and I think that that's one of the things around like somatic healing that is so fascinating to me is that it's not about, it is about healing the past, but it's more about healing this internal current experience, which is usually informed and shaped by the past, but is also its own separate thing. And, and so it's this call to the, like, to the present moment and to the capacity and and strength that's available to us that, or that could be available to us. Um, and I do find that it makes me feel less exhausted mm -hmm. to be just in this current moment. And it's really hard to be in the current moment. I mean, yeah. we've been trained not to, and we are rewarded That's right. Mm -hmm. for all grinding and being, doing and all of these things. Um, but I just think, you know, when I think about how we came up with the name of this podcast, which was really, it wasn't a process. It was just a thing that happened, but it's like, we joke all the time about how we're just sleepy. You know, we're just so tired. We're so exhausted. People say like, how are you doing? And you're like, I'm tired. I'm like, Oh, I'm so tired. It's like, that's not a that's not really an answer to how are you doing, but whatever it is in this current state of this, the world. Um, and I do think that maybe there's some advantages to being sleepy. And, you know, I do think it's caused me to slow down and to back off of some things that I didn't need to be doing or bothering myself with. 
when you were talking earlier about the pandemic, I was remembering that yesterday I was telling Corey about what it's like for me now to go to the grocery store because we order groceries and I rarely go into the grocery store and I now almost can't go in. Like I can, but it is like a very effortful activity for me to go. It's very overwhelming. I'm reminded immediately that I want to look at every single thing in the store and I start to like meal plan things that are things I've never made. I'll sometimes look up recipes while I'm at the store and I only needed like eight things. And I'm just like, I used to find that really fun. Like that used to be like an activity on the weekends where I would like spend all this time at Target or the grocery store and I would let my imagination kind of carry me through the store to some extent. And I'm realizing like that is no longer fun to me. It's instantly makes my head feel spinny. And I now feel like I can't go to the grocery store unless I have like two things to get. And I'm, and I'm running late for something. <laughs> so like there's some time bound thing there. And I just think that there's a lot of things in this new reality of how the world works since the pandemic began that have been really helpful for people who are sleepy mm-hmm. and who are exhausted. And, and, and yet I'm still not quite to a place where I feel like I've reallocated my energy to other things. And I have a sense of like, oh, here's how I refuel when I feel exhausted and tired. So I'm hoping as we like explore all kinds of random things, because it's not just about being sleepy, um, but I do think that this will probably come up over and over again, like, but I'm tired. And I think that, I think it will resonate with a lot of people because I think a lot of us are tired in a lot of different ways. I agree. Okay, so do we feel like this is good for now? Yeah, I feel like it's good. You got anything else to say? Not that wouldn't be a rabbit trail. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel I want to be, I want to like end this on a very more succinct note. And just oh say, my gosh, that's what we should have named this thing, rabbit trails. Because that's all it is. It's just going to be a bunch of rabbit trails. So, yeah. so write the rabbit trail down because that could be another episode. Oh. <laughs> man we'll think of more there's yeah. an endless we, we have, there's an endless supply <laughs> that's right uh, all right well thanks for hanging out yeah you too love you love you too bye are we ending now i'm just gonna click yeah it. okay yeah okay bye, bye. <laughs>